So I, I know you've got a lot going on. But remember, I'm here for you. So bother me when no one's listening, because I will. Bother me when it feels like it won't get better, because it can. Bother me because you're never a bother. Whether it's a low point or a crisis, get help for yourself or a friend. Learn more at neverabother.org or call or text 988, available 24-7. You're listening to Weird Medicine with Dr. Steve on the Riotcast Network, riotcast.com. I've got diphtheria crushing my esophagus. I've got Ebola virus dripping from my nose. I've got the leprosy of the heart valve exacerbating my incredible woes. I want to take my brain out and blast with the wave an ultrasonic, echographic, and a pulsating shave. I want a magic pill for all my ailments, the health equivalent of Citizen Kane. And if I don't get it now in the tablet, I think I'm doomed and I'll have to go insane. I want a requiem for my disease. It's Weird Medicine, the first and still only uncensored medical show in the history of broadcast radio, now a podcast. I'm Dr. Steve with my little pal, Dr. Scott, the traditional Chinese medical practitioner who keeps the alternative medicine wackos at bay. Hello, Dr. Scott. Hey, Dr. Steve. And she who will do most anything for a glass of expensive wine, it's Lady Diagnosis. Hey, Dr. Steve. And he who will supply her with said wine, Dr. X. Hey, Steve. How Hello, are Dr. You? X. This is a show for people who would never listen to a medical show on the radio or the internet. If you've got a question, you're embarrassed to take to a regular medical provider. If you can't find an answer anywhere else, give us a call at 347-766-4323. That's 347-2-HIT. If you're listening to us live, the number is 754-227-3647. That's 754. Very good. That's my favorite. Also, 754 754- 22 penis. That's my favorite. <laughs> Follow us on Twitter at Weird Medicine, at Lady Diagnosis, or at Dr. Scott WM. Visit our website at drsteve.com for podcast medical news and stuff you can buy. Or go to our merchandise store at cafepress.com slash weird medicine. Most importantly, we are not your medical providers. Take everything you hear with a grain of salt. Don't act on anything you hear on this show without talking over with your doctor, nurse practitioner, physician assistant, pharmacist, chiropractor, acupuncturist, yoga master, physical therapist, clinical laboratory scientist, or whatever. All right, very good. So, um, yeah, we haven't done this in a while with all of us. Do we need to reintroduce everyone? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Um, (laughs) It hadn't quite been that long, but it has been a long time. Lady Diagnosis hasn't seen the new studio. It's not complete. This is sort of uh, phase one of the new studio. I like. But um, it's, um, yeah, after I decided I'm not going to pull the plug on the show, I figured, you know, we needed an upgrade. Our old table was a piece of crap. Mm -hmm. Sensei AJ helped me put that together a million years ago. It was just plastic, and we had wood screws in the plastic, and the stupid boom mics would pull out, and in the middle of the show, it was awful. So this is just a much better situation. Now we're and we're closer together too. It's a little, a slightly more intimate. Mm. Uh, speaking of intimate, if you want to buy the womanizer, uh, you can get one at stuff.drsteve.com. This is the uh, adult uh, toy that we uh, talked about that um, one of our listeners turned us on to, and it's quite outstanding. And um, I've never seen one anywhere other than 
on, you know, talking about it on this show or at stuff.drsteve.com. You got to scroll all the way to the bottom because I got to put all the, you know, the adult stuff uh, as far away from the top of the page as I can. And what was it? It's called a womanizer. I know, but what was it? What it's, did it do? Uh, um, it, it does pulses of air. That's right. Yeah, and you just you don't have to touch anybody with it. You just get it close to you, and it drives you crazy. And uh, if you want to listen to music while you're, um, you know, turning your woman on with the womanizer, go to tweakedaudio.com, offer code FLUID for the best earbuds on the market for the price and the best customer service anywhere, and it is a Tennessee company, and so we want to definitely support them. If you use offer code FLUID, F-L-U-I-D, you get 33% off your uh, purchase, which is an outstanding um, uh, discount. So uh, tweakedaudio.com, offer code FLUID. Simplyherbals.net is Dr. Scott's website, and he's got his uh, herbal uh, or uh, nasal spray, which I thought I had some here. I need some today. Mm-hmm. Um, it is fantastic, and it's relatively inexpensive. We've got rave reviews from people on it. And uh, I'm five pounds away from my ideal body weight, thanks to Noom. Uh, which you've seen the ads for. If you want to try it out with me, go to noom.drsteve.com, N-O-O-M.drsteve.com. You get uh, two free weeks and 20% off. And it's unlike Weight Watchers. You don't have to do it forever. And it's less expensive than Weight Watchers in the first place. With the 20% discount, it's even less expensive. But you can try it for two weeks. There's no downside to it. Give it a try. If you like it, you do it. It's really a, You only have to do it for 16 weeks, and then you, you're in maintenance phase. You can just... You know, do it yourself after that. Um, and then uh, the last thing I want to talk about is Freshly. We've been uh, talking about Blue Apron, where you know you, they send you all the ingredients and you cut them up. And and then we talked about Terrace Kitchen, where they cut all this stuff up for you, do all the prep. And then Freshly is just like if you're really at the height of laziness, they just cook it for you, <laughs> and uh, they'll send it to you. It's never frozen, and you just pop it in the microwave, and it is delightful. It's all um, uh, uh, gluten-free, pretty healthy stuff. Uh, you can sort on their website by calories or by ingredients uh, or by rating, and um, you can get forty dollars off uh, freshly prepared meals that make eating right super easy. Uh, you get six dinners for $39 for two weeks. That's $20 off each week. Give it a try and let me know what you think. Freshly.drsteve.com. And, um, oh, and I did have one other thing. is premium.drsteve.com. If you want the um, uh, uh, archives of the show, you can go to premium.drsteve.com. For a buck ninety-nine. you get full access to every show we've ever done, including premium access and extra content. And uh, if you use offer code FLUID there, you get uh, 50% off the first three months. So it's a buck a month for three months. You just download everything and then just quit. I'm just doing that really not so much because we want to make money off of this, but to keep our mutual employer from uh, (laughs) digging too far deep into the archives. Because we did some some naughty things back in the day. We're not quite as naughty now as we were. All right. You guys, you guys got anything? Dr. X, you got anything on the medical horizon? Anything new? Okay. Nope. All right. So, Don't take advice from some asshole on the radio. All right. Very good. Oh, this is um, one Dr. X may be able to weigh in on. Who plays on uh, Game of Thrones, the queen from Game of Thrones, and Star Wars and everything else, apparently has had 
recently another brain aneurysm. It's either her second or third one. You know, looking at the pictures, reading the stories about it. What is a brain aneurysm, and what's the chances of surviving it? I mean, what's is it a blown out vessel in the brain or what? Thank you. Bye. Yeah, um, Dr. X, you want to wax eloquent on that? It's, uh, it's something that you probably deal with in your uh, in your uh, business. Sure. Uh, aneurysms are kind of like if you've uh, ever had uh, a tube in a tire that uh, kind of the sidewall is blown out and makes a large outpooching of the tire. The same thing. You know, this is why I like this guy. That's exactly the um, the analogy that I use on this show. Yeah. you got to... Uh, a fibrous outer layer and an elastic inner layer, and when that fibrous outer layer splits, it'll bloop out the inner layer. So just like, yeah. and, uh, and see, you're old enough to remember bicycle <laughs> tires and inner tubes. But anyway, go ahead. Yeah, so when that uh, elastic inner layer pooches out like that, uh, it no longer has that strength of that uh, fibrous or radial tire around it, and it can blow open and start to bleed. And um, the brain is, or the skull is a finite volume, and when you start putting extraneous stuff in there, like blood pumping out, uh, it creates pressure, and pressure on the brain is not good. Uh, you can die almost immediately from those. Yeah. Uh, the risk, you know, they do surgery on those and clip them. They also do some radiologic procedures. Well, they'll, they will put uh, coils and um, basically foam into them to cause them to coagulate and uh, isolate them from the vascular tree but um, uh, they can be extremely dangerous and deadly. This woman is incredibly lucky. Um, I'm just reading her uh, account of what happened. She was at the gym and she had excruciating pain a thunderclap headache. If you have the worst sudden onset of the worst headache you've ever had that's an indication to get checked out. She said, like an elastic band just went snap in my head, an enormous amount of pressure suddenly, and then very, very quickly I realized I couldn't stand and I couldn't walk, and in that moment I knew I was being brain damaged. Mm. Uh, Amelia suffered a subarachnoid hemorrhage or bleeding in the space that surrounds the brain. Miraculously, she was back to work on season two of Game of Thrones just six weeks later. Wow. And then two years after that, she was back in the hospital with another one, uh, with the second one, there was a bit of my brain that actually died. If part of your brain doesn't get blood for me, for a minute, it will just no longer work. That's true. It's called a stroke. Um, and can you believe that? Did she survive two of these? Anyway, you know, if they see one on an MRI, like if you're having some weird symptoms and you get an MRI and they see one, they'll go in and try to fix it preemptively because mm. they're, you know, it, uh, arteries are under a really high pressure. And when you've got a... You know, this little saccule instead of a nice muscular artery, like Dr. X said, you're at risk for that thing just rupturing. So, mm -hmm. And arterial blood, it's n not, not like good. venous blood. No. You know, um, the, the worst demise I ever witnessed when I was a medical student was somebody that had an aorta uh, esophageal um, fistula. Mm. And uh, so this person, when that thing ruptured, so is this person's aorta... Uh, there was a tumor in the esophagus was eating through into the aorta. Now, the aorta, for those that don't know, the big major vein or the major artery that uh, uh, pumps blood from the heart to the rest of the body. So it goes into this big artery and then it starts splitting up and splitting up uh, until, you know, um, you've got this huge surface area with capillaries and all that kind of stuff. But uh, under that 
in that area, it's under very high pressure. And so when this thing ate through, uh, he just started pumping blood instead of, because fluid's going to go in the path of least resistance, um, uh, instead of into the uh, circulatory system out through the esophagus. And where's the path of least resistance at that point is out through your mouth. So he just basically stood up, opened his mouth, shot blood across the room, maybe four or five pumps, and then was that was the end oh, of it. So it was horrible, horrible. Ugh. So, but that's just testament to how different arterial blood is. Most of the time when we cut ourselves, we don't see arterial blood. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you're doing surgery and all of a sudden you see pew, 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 you know, these <laughs> um, uh, spurts of blood hitting the ceiling, then, uh, you know, you've hit something you didn't want to hit usually. Mm. So, <laughs> all right. Bad. Did it say what kind of... So she's completely in the clear, putting all of her energy in getting her uh, charity going and finishing Game of Thrones. So she she's one very, very lucky woman. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Yeah. What were you going to say, Scott? No, I was just wondering if she's got like one of the AVMs where she's got you know, malfunction or malformation of a, the arteries in her brain. Yeah, I don't know. You know uh, the almost, thing is, is that when they went in to see the young. first one, why didn't they see the second one yeah. coming? She's awful young to be having... Yeah. That kind of, unless she's got oh, something genetic. genital. Yeah. 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 All right. Yeah. We promised to do this phone call last show. Oh, yeah. This one that's coming. I up. have got a bit of a return to form question. Thank it's you. Mapeka. Mapeka. Around the base of Mapeka. I've got some red bumpy guys around there. They're, I would say clustered, but not necessarily all around. They're on the left side, in case you were wondering. But a little uh, painful, uh, sensitive, I guess. You know, I'm, I'm noticing them now. And I haven't been with any ladies of the night. So maybe. Well, that's your problem. There you go. Uh, that dirty, dirty Is that what you're telling me? I don't know what he's doing now. He's gotten distracted. I put some peroxide on it. It's still there. Yeah, no shit. (laughs) Yeah, uh, peroxide foams up so you think it's doing something. It's really just mostly damaging tissue. So, Um, the okay. So at the base of the penis, he has some painful things, and they could just be ingrown hairs. Mm -hmm. It could be nothing more than that. Uh, what you'll find at the base, and particularly on the scrotum, are little white dots. And they look like they're little little domes about the size of a head of a pin, mm-hmm. maybe smaller, that look like they've got some white stuff in them. Those are four dice spots. Those are just ectopic, meaning um, not where they're supposed to be, oil glands. And um, some people have them all over the place. Mm-hmm. Uh, but um, the other thing that you worry about is, you know, if it's a painful papule at the base of your penis, could it be HPV? So I would get this looked at. Or fungus. Yeah, well, yeah, could be, could sure. Be. Yeah. yeah, you can get uh, tinea cruris. Yeah. That's, um, you know, a fungal infection of the of the grinds. The, the pubic area. Yep, absolutely. So, so that could be. So mm-hmm. uh, I would just get that looked at. And if yeah. your primary care doesn't know what it is, a urologist will absolutely know what it is. So, all right. Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully 
done things around the home that I think look good and then a bang in the night and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home and I can tell you, I know how much work it can take. Whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app, and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast. Oh, here's a good one. Hey, Dr. C's, uh, question. Is Iron Lung, when they're in those capsules, of course they're doing what they do, but is that real? And also, leaving that long and doing that thing, you know, is it relevant? Is that, I don't know, it feels weird that they do it that way because they see at the head of it that, I don't know, capsized, (laughs) whatever. What? Me... No, I know what he's saying. So he's asking about iron lungs, and that was the an old school type of ventilator. You know, for people with respiratory failure, if they couldn't breathe on their own, you could um, put them in a chamber, you know, their whole body in a chamber, and then seal off their neck, and then apply negative pressure in there. And what that'll do is it'll expand the chest wall, which causes you to inhale. And for people with muscular diseases or other problems back in the day, Mm -hmm. that was the way that they could, um, uh, you know, assist somebody with ventilation. Now what we do is, you know, um, Dr. X does this every day, shove a damn tube down their throat into uh, uh, their trachea and uh, breathe for them uh, directly. Uh, now, people think the, the, and a lot of doctors think this, that the iron lung is not used anymore. Well, the iron lung isn't, but the plastic lung is. We have queer ass, 
it sounds not like I'm making some horrible uh, homophobic <laughs> joke, but queer ass. Yes. Um, uh, and I'm probably pronouncing it wrong. Cure ass. Um, <laughs> queer ass sounds so much better. I know. Just keep saying that word. It's Q, it's C U I R A S S. So I don't know how the hell else you would pronounce it. So I've only ever seen it written. I've never heard anybody. Cure ass. Cure ass. I'm thinking okay. caress. Like caress. Like a caress. Okay. Caress. Caress. <laughs> anyway, um, th- we still use those. Hmm. Um, and people with chronic respiratory failure who don't want to wear a uh, BiPAP or a mask over their mouth and they just need it temporarily or while they're sleeping, they'll put this thing on and it's like a vest now. It doesn't cover your whole body anymore. And the vest will apply negative pressure to the chest wall and assist them with breathing. And the, the nice thing about it is um, you don't... and the, uh, you don't have to have something over your mouth, so you can, can talk to people, you can eat, you can drink, all this stuff that you can't do when you're intubated or have a BiPAP mask on. So, Stupid question. No such thing. Hmm. Well, What's negative hmm. pressure? Oh, th- well, okay. So, Suction. It, yeah, suction is negative pressure. So, so if I'm pushing on your chest wall, right. okay, um, uh, then that's positive pressure. If I'm somehow attaching my hands to your tits with super glue and then pulling toward me, that's negative pressure. So you're pulling away. So that's what I thought. Yeah. So how yeah. would this lung thing work? Okay. How so, does it? Yeah. So when it applies negative pressure to the chest wall, the chest wall expands to fill up that pressure, right? And the only way it can do that is is if you suck air in through your nose and mouth and expand your lungs. Yeah. Um, Does that make sense? Instead of instead of like forcing air into your lungs, what mm-hmm. they're doing is they're putting in a thing that's a vacuum that you're in. It's pulling your chest and stuff up, and as it pulls it up, then the air goes into your yeah. lungs. That's right. The way we, yeah, because your because your lungs are passive. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so in other words, for your lungs to fill up, they have to create space. But the lungs don't do it. The ribs and the muscles, you know, the muscles. And act, that's how you breathe normally. Normally, yeah. Is yeah. You, the, you don't have an air pump that pumps air into your lungs. What you do is you have muscles that expand your chest, the chest size, mm-hmm. and then and create that negative pressure. And it creates negative pressure that then uh, forces in. air in. Yeah. You know when you breathe normally, and also okay. your diaphragm. Pull pushes down, also creating that negative pressure to That's pull right. air in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. yeah. So, it, I guess I, I think a lot of people don't realize the, the lungs almost like a, a balloon that's collapsed. Yeah. And this balloon is is collapsed in a in a space and in a to get the air in there that mm-hmm. you pull away the balloon instead yep. of blowing it up, and that creates this vacuum and air goes into it. If you took a vacuum bottle. And you put a balloon in it and had the the neck of the balloon out into the air, okay? Mm -hmm. And you sealed it all the way around, and then you evacuated the air from that bottle. It would make the balloon expand, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Right? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, and what would happen to the volume of air in there would increase because as it expands, Mm. it's going to suck the air in from the outside to, uh, uh, you know, to occupy that larger space. Mm -hmm. So what Dr. X said is 100% right. When when your diaphragm uh, contracts, it increases the functional size of your your chest wall. And when you do that, it's, you know, air has got to you. Now you can, you can close your mouth and not allow it to happen then when then you've got negative pressure actually in the lungs you know you'll have decreased atmospheric pressure in the lungs if you increase the size of the lung but don't change the volume of um of air that's in the lung does that make sense mm-hmm. the other side of that is if you 
people call, talk about a collapsed lung. Mm-hmm. If you put a hole in the chest wall and air can enter there, then the lung does not expand. Or if uh, uh, COPD patients will get uh, emphysematous blebs and they will pop open, yep. so then the air can escape out through the lung tissue because the chest wall is just a like you said, the vacuum bottle, right? And the lungs are are in there with no nowhere else to go except to follow the chest wall out, right. unless there's a unless, leak unless in there's the system there. a breach or fluid or air. Yeah, yeah. So. Uh, that's a that's a great point. The lungs are not really attached to the chest wall. Mm-hmm. It's a potential space, mm-hmm. and because fluid is non-compressible and there's just a layer of very thin fluid and these you know sort of slimy tissues punched up against each other when you expand the one the other one's got to go with it Mm -hmm. it's got nowhere to go Mm -hmm. Uh, but as dr x said if you have a gunshot or pierce your side or whatever break a rib and the rib sticks in there or if somebody does a shoddy job putting in a chest tube, um, <laughs> then that uh, then air from the outside will try to equilibrate that pressure and and you know uh, and um, equalize that negative pressure from the outside. When you do that, now the lung's going to collapse. Yeah. So and that's not good. All right. So we went we went around that one about forty different ways around different elbows trying to get to the same place. I think uh, hopefully it makes sense. Does that makes sense now, lady diagnosis. Yes. Does it really, or are you just no. saying it does? No, it it's still not. doesn't. <laughs> no. I'll ask later. You can explain with pictures. Okay. Hey, we can do it. We can do it. Do this. Okay. Um, close your mouth and take a breath like you're going to take a breath through your mouth, but don't allow it to happen. So you're going. <laughs> like that okay yeah exactly see so you had negative pressure inside your lungs when you did that because you were expanding the size of your lungs and you weren't allowing air in there so the atmospheric pressure inside the lung decreased right so when it decreases inside there if you had opened up your mouth uh, which is one of the few times we asked some woman on this show to actually open her mouth but, so, I'm just kidding I I had to make a misogynistic joke because it's 2019. But anyway, when you had opened, if you had opened your mouth, of course, what would happen is the air from the outside would rush in, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Does that, yeah, that clarify helps. it at all? Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Well, there you go. So we still use these <coughs> cuirass um, ventilators for some people, particularly <coughs> hospice patients who might have um, uh, muscular uh, weakness and having difficulty breathing, particularly when they're in bed. All right. Well, all right. Any more questions? (laughs) Hey, Dr. Steve, I'm listening to you talk about artificial sweeteners, ketogenic diets, and I hear you say that the ketogenic diet is a good diet, but not that one. Can you tell me which one that one is? Sure. We were talking about, uh, I mean, look, if there was one diet that was right for all humans, we would know what it was. We wouldn't Mm -hmm. still be arguing about high-carb, low-carb, balanced diet, Mediterranean, all that stuff. Mm -hmm. Uh, The fact that we're still arguing about it tells me that there's not one right answer. Uh, A a properly done ketogenic diet can be um, uh, successful for weight loss. It can help with reflux, gastroesophageal reflux and heartburn. And uh, it may even, done properly, improve cholesterol 
and other um, uh, parameters, sure. you know, metabolic syndrome type parameters, uh, which is kind of counterintuitive. But it's only counterintuitive if you're eating like th- what I like to call the redneck ketogenic diet, which is where someone bought Atkins book 10 years ago and then started <laughs> passing down this knowledge like the Talmud from person to person, you know, oral history until it gets to uh, the point where it's the mayonnaise, steak and bacon diet. Yes. Now, that is ketogenic. Mm-hmm. You will produce ketones and you will lose weight, but you're losing weight on that because you're malnourished. And uh, the Atkins original diet was heavy in green leafy vegetables and lean animal protein and low in carbohydrates. So um, uh, now no one can tell me that the Cobb salad that I had for lunch today is unhealthy. You know, I had uh, it had lean turkey, uh, a whole bunch of different vegetables and some uh, balsamic vinaigrette on it. Now. I challenge anyone, unless you're a, a, a vegan, to say that that's unhealthy. And But that's a perfect ketogenic meal, you know. Uh, so uh, so the one, the diet that we were talking about that I don't like for ketosis is just the all-meat diet because that's, that's, that's crazy. You know, that's devoid in so many uh, minerals and vitamins and fiber and all this stuff that's just not good for you. In my opinion. So could they supplement that with vitamins? They could. Yeah, sure. You could do the typical American thing, which mm-hmm. is just eat whatever the F you want to eat and then just take a pill and hope that you're making up the difference. somehow. <laughs> That's where the whole fish oil thing came from. Right. You know, they found that people who ate more fish were having less heart attacks. So our response was, well, let's put all these fish in a vat and render them down to their <laughs> constituent oil and mm-hmm. then just take them as a pill, mm-hmm. you know. So, but yes, you could do that. But uh, the thing I like about this Noom thing that I'm doing is it's not a diet. Uh, they they introduce you to ketogenic diets, to Mediterranean diet, to paleo, all this stuff, and say you can do any of these, but you got to use some uh, some psychology to make sure that food doesn't take over your life. That's basically what Noom is about, you know, psychology. Anyway, all right. Got it. Ketogen. Look. Um, how do ketogenic diets work? Our bodies are, uh, we, our ancestors were devoid, their environment was devoid of carbohydrates for the most part, if you think about it. Before agriculture, they didn't have bread, and they didn't have sugar and pasta and sweets and all this stuff. Uh, they might have some concentrated carbohydrates when berries were, were on the bush for a month in the fall, and that's assuming that they knew which ones they could eat, (laughs) which ones would kill them. Um, And uh, they might strip, like if they're walking through a field and there's grasses gone to seed, you know, they might strip some of the seeds off and eat Mm -hmm. those. But uh, so, uh, you know, our, our environment was pretty devoid in it, in carbohydrates, and so we developed the ability to rapidly store carbohydrates uh, when we did encounter them and uh, store them very efficiently in a uh, uh, poly um, sort of polyglucose called um, uh, glycogen. And that glycogen is just basically a starch that the body, uh, you know, it's a polymer of glucose molecules. And uh, the, 
and um, it, it's stored in the liver and in muscle tissue primarily. And it's quick energy. You can tap it whenever you need quick energy. And uh, people who run marathons that hit the wall, they're running out of glycogen. Mm. Uh, so if you eat more carbs than you can store in glycogen, well, the body's going to—it loves carbohydrates, going to store those as fat. So when you go on a ketogenic diet, what you're doing is you're not storing any carbohydrates, so you're using up all your glycogen. You're going to use it all up, and then you're going to start—you have to burn fat for energy. There's just—you have to. There's nothing else. And uh, the, the third thing that you could— catabolize for uh, energy is pro is muscle tissue and that's called starvation and uh, that's why you're taking in protein so that you're it's protein sparing in the sense that if you've got all those amino acids running around your bloodstream you won't start eating up um, muscle tissue okay so the old old uh uh, crazy liquid diets were high in carbohydrate and low in protein, and those people started catabolizing their muscle tissue, and some of them even got renal failure and died from it. Mm -hmm. So we've learned from from our mistakes in the past right. as far as crazy diets are concerned. All right. All right. Dang it. Or you could just eat what you want and not eat tons of it. Well... And coming from a skinny, tall, skinny woman, that's really, um, you know, a profound thing to say. <laughs> it's called portion control, isn't it, Lady Diagnosis? Yes, she she eats control. one French fry. Hey, I'm the Shut same up. way. I'm the same way. Well, yeah. when you're skinny, too. Yeah. I'm, you know, I, don't, I can't eat just one French fry without help from something like Noom because I just, if I eat one, I'm just taking handfuls and cramming them in my stupid <laughs> maw, my gaping maw. Mindful eating, Dr. Steve. I know. Yeah. Well, Mindful that's one of the things they teach you. Oh, is it really? Yes. Yeah, cool. absolutely. Well, hell, I've been telling you that shit for years. Well, you know, who, who listens to us? He won't listen to us. Say. No. no. Has to be the hot woman yep, in his ass. Exactly. <laughs> what did you eat today, Dr. Steve? <laughs> You've been so naughty, Dr. Steve. <laughs> you bad boy. I know. I don't want her to think I'm naughty so that's why i don't eat a whole bag of uh, snickers anymore like i used to hey i want to know if you guys could guess my girth my penis is about 6.7 inches so you guys say that you guys you, you could just tell by anything by by dividing it by 3.14 just uh <laughs> Put it up on the radio. I'll be listening. Okay. No, hundred percent wrong. What it, what it was was we were estimating our girth uh, and getting it wrong almost every single time. So, and the reason in, was it that if you know if you've got an inch, a, a penis, like if you've got a needle dick and your penis is an inch in diameter, it's going to be three point one four one five inches in circumference. Right, because it's pi times d, so the length is not germane. You could have a big fat two inch cock, or you could have a real skinny ten inch cock. So the length means nothing. It's the diameter. So if you tell us the diameter of your penis, well, I can tell you what the circumference is. And when you've got, you know, a two inch, and that's not that big, two inch um, uh, diameter penis, it's going to be. Well, let's ask Alexa. Alexa. What's 2 times pi? 2 times pi is 6.2832. 6.2 inches in circumference. You would never imagine that in a million years. I figured, you know, it'd be, you know, 3, 3 and a half inches sure. or something like that. And, and this led us to a discussion about why it is that humans are adept at judging distance, but not at 
judging circumference. Mm -hmm. And it's because I, my hypothesis, Dr. X, was that there was no um, evolutionary benefit to us having a knack for uh, determining circumference. You know, Unless you're going to cut down the tree. Yeah, <laughs> right. And then you've got technology, and at that point, evolution doesn't right. bother the, with us anymore. The size of the lion's head looking at you doesn't really matter how big that's right. that circumference that's right. it's of the, the head distance. is. It's the fucking head, and how far is it it's from How me? far is it away, and can <laughs> I get to the fucking, tree? That's right. And you're modeling that in your head yeah. just automatically yeah. with this analog computer that's yeah. in there. But we're terrible at... Um, uh, estimating probability yeah. and we're terrible at estimating circumference so yep. that's why we needed uh, you know Archimedes or Archimedes, Archimedes or whoever it was that figured out pi is uh, you know the ratio of the distance uh, between the diameter and the circumference of a circle anyway there you go so if you if you call in and give us your um, uh, your diameter of your massive member then we can tell you what the girth is One more, and then we'll get out of here. Well, Doctor Steve, yeah, I um, got my vasectomy done a couple weeks ago, and everything uh, seemed to have gone well. I got to wait about six weeks and uh, splooge about twenty times before I test my uh, semen. Yeah, uh, for oh, sperm. Right. Uh, but I was wondering, my incision was just uh, very small at the base of my penis, and. Uh, some pornos I've seen in the past, I've seen like a two-inch scar on the, the gentleman's scrotum. And I was just wondering, is that a vasectomy also? Are there different types of vasectomies, or is that something else that I, that I saw? an implant. Because um, there's no mm. stitch on mine, and I was just uh, curious about that. Thanks, buddy. So did he say in... Pornos. Yeah, he's watching. <laughs> he's looking. He's examining said, yeah. these men's yes. um, scrotums. Nuts. He's got. A, he's looking I think really it's called close. A minimally invasive surgery <laughs> is what he's had. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Is somebody a good surgeon with a small incision? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what these two-inch scrotal incisions. Do you ever do any urology? Uh, yes, cases. I do anesthesia for them, uh, and I'm not sure what it is on the uh, scrotum. I, I wonder if he's looking at the midline, uh, the rafe, or whatever it is. What's it called? Yeah. Where the scrotum? The raffy. Yeah, yeah, it's raffy. The taint. Well, no, no taint line. So it, you know, if if you're a uh, an embryo and you don't know if you're a male or a female yet, mm -hmm. you know, you're going to have these tissues that are separated, and if you're in a female, they're going to involute and be, remain separated. Or and invaginate. Or invaginate. Very good. Yes, very good. <laughs> yes, they will invaginate and create a vagina. 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 I don't know how to pronounce anything. And, but, if you're a, Pajama. but if you're a male, you know, those things will knit together and right. make the scrotum. Got a seam. So... The uh, tissues of the scrotum are analogous to the um, to the labia of the female. So just like the um, prostate is analogous to the skein's glands of a female. Hence, squirting. And uh, we're going to hopefully be going on Joe Rogan in, in the future to talk about uh, female ejaculation. Because we have the science and we know, you know, people say, well, I believe. I don't get... Don't make faith-based statements. There's science behind this. If you're interested in it, just go to drsteve.com and put in female ejaculation. You can read the article about it. Um, phew. Better yet, just live the ejaculation. That's right. Just enjoy it. Be just the, enjoy it be and the shut ejaculate. up. Be the ejaculation. 
Thanks always go to Dr. Scott, Dr. X, and Lady Diagnosis. We can't forget Rob Sprantz, Bob Kelly, Greg Hughes, Anthony Cumia, Jim Norton, Travis Teff, Lewis Johnson, Paul Ofcharski, Eric Nagel, Roland Campos, Sam Roberts, Pat Duffy, Dennis Falcone, Ron Bennington, and Fizz Watley, who's early support of the show. Never went unappreciated, nor does it to this day. Thanks to our... Uh, uh, listeners whose voicemail and topic ideas make this job very easy. Listen to our SiriusXM show on the Faction Talk channel, SiriusXM channel 103, Saturdays at 8 p.m. Eastern, Sunday at 5 p.m. Eastern, on demand, and other times at Jim McClure's pleasure. Go to our website at drsteve.com for schedules and podcasts and other crap. Until next time, check your stupid nuts for lumps, quit smoking, get off your asses, and get some exercise. We'll see you in one week for the next edition of Weird Medicine. So I I know you've got a lot going on, but remember, I'm here for you. So bother me when no one's listening, because I will. Bother me when it feels like it won't get better, because it can. Bother me, because you're never a bother. Whether it's a low point or a crisis, get help for yourself or a friend. Learn more at neverabother.org or call or text 988, available 24-7. So I I know you've got a lot going on, but remember, I'm here for you. So bother me when no one's listening, because I will. Bother me when it feels like it won't get better, because it can. Bother me because you're never a bother. Whether it's a low point or a crisis, get help for yourself or a friend. Learn more at neverabother.org or call or text 988, available 24-7.